welcome. You are listening to Readers and Writers with your hosts, James Hill and Athena Paris. I'm Amy Ravishandra, and today we're talking script writing with Myron Edwards. So you guys, hey, how's it going? Going Yo, good. Well. We're doing well. Good. 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 Welcome, Myron. We're, I'm excited about your, your topic today. I can't wait to, to dive into it. So James, Athena, which one of you guys wants to dive into the conversation with Myron? Okay, I'm going to jump in there because I know Athena never, <laughs> never gives me a break and takes the first shot. I love it. You go, <laughs> Athena. I love it. And the thing with Myron is, Myron had the trilogy out. We just published his, he's one of the Rock Hill public, uh, publishing authors and actually one of our first authors. And he had just wrapped up his series uh, and he started the series with Mistress of the Rock. Now, Myron has a very interesting take on script writing, but most people write their books first and then try to produce a movie from it. Myron wrote a script for a movie and then turned it into a book. And that's not the backwards way of doing it, but it's an interesting way of doing it. So, Myron, give us a little back, a little back and forth about you know how that all came about and what were your ideas on it. Okay, well, the idea of came about uh, of writing a screenplay, basically because um, I'd worked for the BBC before as a freelance writer, uh, writing comedy scripts. So I was working with the likes of John Lloyd, who is uh, one of the best producers in the BBC, um, on programmes such as uh, Not the Nine O'Clock News, uh, The News Headlines, which was for radio. Um, but I also worked with a, a, a guy who also uh, wrote, was the uh, producer for The Two Ronnies, which in those days was one of the biggest comedy shows, lucky enough to get on uh, a couple of programmes. Um, so that's how it started. Uh, I also went into advertising as a copywriter. So my experience was gained from using... Uh, say, for example, 30-second scripts for TV and radio. So I thought, well, the principle of writing a TV script and uh, radio script is very similar um, to writing a film script. The, the principle, I'm not talking about the, how, the mechanics of it, but the principle anyway. Um, when I came across the idea of Mistress of the Rock, um, I wanted, first of all, to get it out of my system. So I adapted my uh, learning skills that I'd got from being a copywriter and from being uh, a, a, a writer on the BBC um, into a screenplay. So I just wrote the screenplay. Um, these days, there are some very good screenplay, uh, if you like, software that actually will help you to do it. I just did it on Word. That's all I did. So oh, that's interesting because... Yeah. There yeah. is like Celt, what is it called? Celtic, which will form yeah, Celtic, for you. Celtics is Celtics. It's, it's a free download from yeah. uh, from from that point of view and will help people because it structures out, for example, how a script is is done. It shows look, you the action, yeah. it shows you the uh, the words that you need to put in for the action, uh, the location, etc., and then the dialogue. So in many ways that helps you to structure your script completely. Um, when I was writing the book, um, because I'd already got the screenplay 
I already got the action in my head and, and on paper. It was then just a case of filling out the descriptions and then also uh, adding to that the, the, the conversations between the actors um, and turning those into characters. So that's in principle how I did it. Oh, that's interesting. And back in the day, I went into Hollywood at one point and I had always been a writer, a book writer, you know. Right. And I went to Hollywood because I figured, okay, I'm going to break into to writing, you know, screenplays or whatever. And there's other reason why I was in Hollywood. We don't need to go into those stories. <laughs> but anyway, I went there and I met up with some people and started reading screenplays and everything. And I realized I really didn't like the structure of writing screenplays because it was very technical writing. And, you know, like you say, you have to write the fade in, you have to write the, the location, you have to write oh, before you actually get to the meat of the story, which is usually the dialogue of the story. Yeah. And it, was, it was so much structure in that type of writing. It didn't give me the freedom that I felt when I write stories. So I yeah, sure. didn't really like, I said, hey, I'm not going to write screenplays. This is, you know, I'm, I'm sticking with novels <laughs> and short stories. So the fact that you was first a screenwriter, you know, a script writer, and then you decided to write this story in book form, how did you feel about the, did it give you more freedom to write the story? Did you feel, or were you? Well, the most important thing was to get, the most, of, yeah, James, yeah, the most important thing was to get the thing out of my head, uh, whichever way you, you look at it, you know, you come across a story, you want to try and get that story across as quickly as possible. So I didn't intend to write a book. Uh, I intended just to get the screenplay because of the idea of Mistress of the Rock and, and what it what possibilities it had for me. Uh, but I wanted to get the story in some format on, on paper, or in this case, in, on the screen, as, as quickly as possible, as soon as I was able to try and translate it then into a into a screenplay just the idea i'm talking about uh, the, the, the principle of getting that story onto paper stroke screen stroke get it out of my system once i've got it out of my system the screenplay um i showed it to a couple of people and that's where the dimensions change because when you show somebody uh, like a screenplay and they read it and they say Oh, it's good, but why don't you turn it into a book? And I thought, I'd never thought of a book at that stage. So I took the screenplay uh, using, the, using the, the action that I had. It was then easier for me to then write the action and the dialogue as well in the book as, as, as I'd almost written it in the screenplay, but enhance it. In other words, if the screenplay calls for an action shot and it says the Jeep, uh, the Jeep drives into the desert nighttime, that's, that's all the director needs to know. However, when you're writing that in a book, you need to say the Jeep drove into the desert, the sand billowed up and the, and the wind caught his face. That sort of thing, description-wise, needs to be put in because you, you can't get that across in a screenplay. Uh, you need the director to do his job. So you just give him the basic mechanics 
or the bones of the story and the bones of the uh, the bones of the actual conversation that you want and then you enhance it in a book so you you're you're not under any time limit in a, in a book whereas where you are in a screenplay yes. you've got to write 90 minutes 90 minutes uh, or thereabouts is is about the normal format for it okay last yeah. night i went and saw james bond all right it's nearly 3 hours long and it's yeah. overkill as far as i was concerned um it's a very good well-told story as all bond films are but to me it was overkill there were you could have taken half an hour of that action out of that uh but it's you know it's it's the way that the the, the screenwriter wanted to write it so fair enough um yeah. and if you've got an unlimited budget like you would with a bond film yeah that's the other thing that you've got to consider if you've got a, a you, you know 90 minute film you've got to get it within budget so if your budget is only 3 million you've got to get it within that location so you've got the right to locations uh tight they've got to be tight the the locations can't be um you know he flew over there and he went there and he went this and, and all the rest of it mm -hmm. but yeah basically in a book you you have carte blanche you can do exactly what you want you can create your own worlds this is this is the difference um when it comes to uh outlining what's in a book and what's in a screenplay yeah that's exactly. very interesting athena you know a lot about this because you're an editor and you see a lot of stuff in books that you know have to come out and a lot of people yeah. always say when they read a book hey this should be a movie and then when they read then when they see the movie they talk about how much was in the book that wasn't in the movie. And like Myron mm -hmm. said, you know, it depends upon the budget of the movie. You know, I'm yeah, thinking, and, yeah. Yeah, people forget that movies are usually adaptations, not complete translations of the entire book into a movie. It's an adaptation. So the director has to um, read the script, like Myron says, and then interpret himself, you know, the... If he reads the book first, he has to do an interpretation of what he's read and then translate that into a script so that he knows what he finds in, uh, interesting and important. Um, so a scene that the writer thinks, oh, this is the key kernel uh, idea of my book, the director might look at it and say, actually, I don't think so. This is the pivot. And I'm going to use this in the adaptation of the movie, which is why many people who read books and then go watch movies, they cry foul and they say, oh, it was nothing like the book, but it is not the book. So you no, it's can't, true. it's two complete different artistic mediums. It's they based on the same story, but the one is the book and the one is the movie. And yeah. they are not the same thing. Exactly. hundred yeah. percent. And that's actually the truth of the matter is they're both different ways of telling the same story. Yes. And that's how you have to look at it. Like like you said, Dane's mom was such a long movie, but I think it wasn't so long because of the fact that it was such an expansive story they were trying to tell. It was long because it was the last story in that series of James Bond's, you know. So they wanted to really put as much into the end of this story of um, Craig as they could, Daniel Craig as they could, because they knew this was his last, his last, you know, uh, film of, of, of that character. So, you know, when yeah. you do series, 
you usually have, you know, you can build up, build up, build up. And then at the end of that series, you really want to have this, this huge uh, production to, to finish it off. So everybody will say, wow, that was a great series. And the same thing with movie. If you're doing a single movie, yeah, you can do it in mm -hmm. 90 minutes, but you're just telling a single story. But if you're doing yeah. a series of movies or if you're doing a TV series, if you notice, the end of the series is always flamboyant, let's say, because of the fact that they're trying to wrap up the thing and they want to give you as much. And even when you write books, the, the when you Your write ending. books or series, that ending really has to knock people's socks off. Because if not, people are going to feel left out or or this or disheartened because they they followed you through all these books and through all these movies and all this kind of stuff. And then you don't want to have a letdown at the end. You don't want to have it be anticlimactic. I think say. that's true in 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 the case of Game of Thrones, for example. Um, the the final episode of Game of Thrones was so disappointing, having followed it right from the beginning, and all the different episodes like the Red Wedding and all all of that, uh, and the the complete contrast between the way that it started and the climax was really disappointing. Um, and I think a lot of people said it should have been reshot because it was so disappointing. Um, that's the difference. If, if, if a book uh, can convey that sort of, uh, should we say, emotion, then it's sometimes better to stay with the book than it is to, 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 yeah. to put it into screen or, or film. Yeah. Yeah. Another one was uh, Lost, which I followed and I watched for a couple of years that it was on. Yeah, yeah. And the whole time you were saying, please don't make this a dream or that everybody's already dead. Because you found that you kind of like had that feeling at the beginning of the series in the first year. And the writers of, the, of that series came out and said, yeah, we kind of ran out of steam. <laughs> you know, and it was like, so it's, it's a horrible, horrible way to do things. And if you don't really have the chops to do a series or or the idea of doing the series, you probably shouldn't do one. The same as any book or anything else. If you can't really everything write, has, everything yeah. has to have a, a beginning, a middle, and an end. That's yeah. even you know from a book point of view and from a film point of view. But yeah. the ending has to grip you or, or has to give you emotion at the end of the end of the book or at the end of the film otherwise you've wasted your time you've either wasted your time reading it buying it or whatever or or if you've gone to the cinema or you're watching it on tv you wasted two hours of your you know your life sort of thing yeah yeah now myron you wound up writing a three a three book series out of the mistress now, i know that you were told that you're you saw that one story, but then once you got into that story and you wrote that story, you realized there was more to be told. Yeah. And so you it's wound like, up with like, Skeela and Julie's Odyssey. Yeah. Which, yeah. I, did, yeah, I, I only wrote it, first of all, when you think about it. I, I, I don't, many people know the history of the, of the whole story, but I'll do, I'll do it once more. Um, I wrote the screenplay and then one copy for Christmas for my wife for a Christmas present, okay? Somebody then read it, a few people read it and said, 
you should turn it, try and get it published. So I went to a Cypriot publisher, first of all, James, as you know, um, they published the book, um, but we had then the trauma of all the financial problems in, the, in Europe and particularly in Cyprus and Greece, and he went bust. So there I was with one book, not knowing what to do with it. Then I contacted you and said, would you be interested in uh, publishing it, for example? And in the meantime, I had book two lined up, ready to go. Now, when book two finishes, it, uh, I couldn't leave it where it was because basically it, that's not the end of the story. So I thought I've got to end this, but I've got to end it in a different way. So I've made the character who is, is mainly a, an incidental or a secondary character in Richard's wife, Julie, the main character in the, in the third book. And I don't know, I don't, Athena will tell you, I don't know whether I've been able to do it right or not, but writing from a female perspective as a, as a, as a, as a male is not easy. Um, and I found sometimes I had to get the emotion thinking like, well, does that sound stupid, you know, from a point of view? But then I thought, well, hold on, if I, if I do it as a character, without any female male thing and, and just write it like that, then then maybe that's the way, that's the answer to it. Yeah, that is the way to do it, yes. Sometimes that, that works much better than thinking male, female, because there are intricacies to both genders, you know? So if you think character-wise, what would this person do? Then that's the correct way to go right. about it. Yes, exactly. So, so really, it was just a, a case then of developing Julie's character a bit more and then putting her into all the different situations. And this one, say, I think, could, I think this one say, could stand alone on its own. Yeah. Hmm? Wow. And as you say, you know, a way to wrap up the story because wow. it just yeah. kept, you know, you needed, you needed the other two books to actually tell the full story. And I think uh, yeah, Amy is trying to cut us off here. So no, <laughs> we'll I was Amy just going to say, speaking of wrapping it up, you know, I'm always having to be the bad guy. One day I'm going to switch. I'm going to make James the bad guy one day on this show. I'm telling well, you. Well, I'm I'm taking the hit here, Amy. Ah, I'm taking the hit. Good, I know man. we I know it's we're all out of good. Time. I hate that the conversation has to end, Myron. We will definitely have to have you back on again to talk about your future avenues in writing and and being an author and what all that has to to come for you but you guys you have been listening to readers and writers make sure you join us next week because we are talking resolution so until then bye everyone